0: Yeah, but if you hit buttons without us knowing what we're doing, then Well,
1: we've got a list to work off of. I think we should start with Corona. Gina?
0: Oh. Uh,
2: Serrano. Serrano. I it there's some there's some uh nice. conflict on whether or not it's pronounced Serrano or Corano. Okay. Cor- okay. How yeah. does she
1: pronounce it would be the way to go. I've, I've been, I been trying no to look up
0: look up something where she actually says her name and I've yet to find it. I'm sure there is something out there and somebody's gonna comment or something and yeah, I've heard uh, it pronounced both ways.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Well, for right now, we'll just call her Gina. Yep. I, I think we can we can safely say that it's Gina, not Gina. So. <laughs> yeah, we, we
0: can agree on, on Gina. <laughs> and I
1: should keep my vape away from the camera because that totally just fucked up the focus on it. Yeah.
0: yeah uh, It'll come back. In, in the words back. of my man, Abe, focus, focus you fuck.
1: fuck. <laughs> 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 you know focusing is not my strong suit. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, the, the main reason, because I know that we got a little burnt out on this last week and we ended up losing the episode and that was frustrating. But the reason why I wanted to talk about everything that's going on with her is because I do think that the cancel culture that attacked her actually led to something kind of beautiful. And mm-hmm. that's the fact that people rose up because they were offended over something that she said. And we can, we can read out this tweet and talk about whether we think that it's actually offensive or not. Uh, but w- what I think good came of this is that they tried to cancel her. They got a hold of Disney. They signed all those, peti- like all the names of the petition, they managed to get her fired and kicked off of her current project, and within 24 hours, she had another job.
0: Yeah, but th- she had a, another job within 24 hours at a extremely conservative right-wing media outlet. Now, I'll be, albeit she wasn't canceled, but we all know where Ben Shapiro stands and the Daily Wire in general. And you, I,
2: you also have to look at the um, the financial impact there too because while she was able to go get another gig within 24 hours – the gig that she got is probably not as lucrative as the one that she had and probably does not have the upward mobility in her career as the where, where she landed. Okay, I, I'll, I'll give you that one. That.
0: But I counterpoint that with the fact that her family currently holds something like a $750 billion stake in the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, if she falls down, she's not falling far. Yeah. So the argument
1: Sorry. should uh, that aspect of the argument shouldn't be completely surrounded around her because not everyone's going to be that fortunate financially. Exactly. Right. That's yes. where you're, you're 100% correct there. The cancel culture does have that impact that you could completely eradicate someone's entire lifestyle. Exactly. Um, I don't agree with cancel culture. The reason why I was excited that this particular instance happened was because it showed people you cannot eradicate everyone. The the conservative side of things cuz typically and i'm not saying that every time but typically when you see a large group of the the populace go after somebody trying to so-called cancel them it comes from more of a liberal left standing point okay so conservatives aren't necessarily going out trying to cancel everybody well we can say unless it's an entire section
2: of the populace we can say that 99.9999 as far out as you want to go
0: from decimal points percent of the time it comes from the left Yes. Okay, so it does right now, but you also got to realize that the left is rea- reacting in an authoritarian manner given that we just had a quite authoritarian regime get voted out. Well,
2: I think it's just a, a, a natural progression of, what do they call it, TDS, Trump derangement syndrome. <laughs> it's it's just a natural progression of that. I mean, it's, well, it's what always happens with the mm-hmm. left in that – when they come to power or they see that they're coming to power, they have this natural instinct that they just can't get out of their own way and they overreach.
1: Yeah, well, uh, part of this also comes from the fact that a lot of the people that struggle with cancel culture are celebrities. And when your entire livelihood is based around a, a business model of, I put out entertainment value and I need as many people to enjoy that entertainment as possible, when you start throwing out public, you know, political opinions you're going to get backlash to that yeah so some of these i don't really feel bad for them because they should have expected this kind of outcome
0: well they're also they're also individuals that are operating on private platforms that are that they have no ownership over they're providing a service to the platform and the platform can legally get rid of them at any time
1: and that was the other part of it is the fact that disney does have a reputation to uphold and so at any point if they feel that anybody is violating a morality clause or anything else they can just get rid of them so when you're getting yeah, who's
0: morality at that point, that, yeah, that'd be Disney's. Disney's. Yeah. Well, well it, it's not even
1: Disney's, it's Disney's morality. It's,
2: what morality?
1: It's the customers. So whoever has the loudest voice out of the customer base is going to be what Disney goes with because Disney's looking at this as a business model of, I need to make the most money. So who's going to watch the, more of my content. Right. And so they're like, okay, I'm getting 300,000 signatures saying, get rid of her. I'm only getting 50,000 to say, keep her. I'm going to go with the bigger number. That's part of the problem with this cancel culture is is you're working in business models that listen to the majority of the people. They
0: didn't even get signatures. There was no, this wasn't a, I mean, sure there was a petition out. There was a petition that got signatures. The majority of the backlash came on social media with hashtags and you don't know if that's That's, actual people, real accounts or anything of the sort. That could be a bot for all we know. Yes. And marketing
1: works in very much the same way. And they, they care about nothing but marketing. They care about their public image, so they're going to listen to what they think the public image is. Well, I so would, if they think keeping her is going to hurt their pocket more than letting her go, then they're going to let her go. I, I I
2: would disagree with them caring about their public image, you know, to the exclusion of everything else. Because if they cared about their public image to the exclusion of everything else, they wouldn't be issuing public statements thanking the communist government of China for their help with things and thanking the the actual governmental organization in china for their assistance with uh, some of their show productions and this just happens to be the same governmental organization that is operating the uyghur muslim concentration camps
1: okay and until they get a big enough backlash to hurt their pocket then they're going to be perfectly fine with making those statements well i understand that but if they
2: actually cared about their public image they would understand yeah, that what so, who they're thanking and who they're engaging in business dealings well, with. Well,
1: they do care about their public image and if they got the same backlash from that as they got from Gina Carano's tweets, they would have okay. done something they're, different. They're there.
0: not as worried about doing the right thing as they are about appearing righteous. I, I think that's, where that's I'm what I'm
1: saying. Point. They yeah. care about their appearance and pretty much nothing else yes, because yeah, their appearance yeah. makes them money because it's an entertainment-based yeah, the uh, apparent
2: the appearance of being righteous is far more important to them than actually being righteous. Yes. I believe
0: that's called so, virtue signaling. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes, so yes. the issue that I would have out of the cancel culture is that it has the same problem. They're not actually paying attention to valid issues because I don't think her tweets were that big of a deal.
0: Well, I mean, right? I mean, if you look at the tweets, okay, so a lot of them were talking about election fraud, uh, which she uh, was a proponent of the Republican Party right. and their arguments on election fraud and all this kind of stuff. But that was her opinion. I mean, that, this is her representing her opinion. And then we had a uh, a tweet that came out that was the last straw in the camel's back talking about uh, Nazi, Nazi, Germany. Nazi Germany. And the point she made in the tweet, okay, I think it was poor taste for her to use that particular... Example to make her point. Her point was not necessarily wrong. It's that she used content that she had to know would be hit, offensive, be offensive, piss off somebody, and Disney reacted because, as you said, the loudest voice in the market. Ouch. Yes. Did you see the 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 last tweet that she put out? That was
2: the pick the that had a Nazi reference to it. That was the uh, lone man standing against the mob picture. Where, know, it's, no. where it's where uh, it's. I didn't see it, that
1: one. I saw the woman getting beaten by the crowd. Yeah, she put yeah. out
2: another one after that. That was a, a lone man in a, standing in a crowd of people doing the Nazi salute, and he's just standing standing there with his arms crossed, mm-hmm. and it's literally framed with him in the center of the of the photograph and everyone around him is doing the Nazi salute. He's the only one standing there with his arms crossed. Yeah, I would say that is supposed to be the man in yeah, the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her point, she, She's her, not conforming. Her, yeah, her point of reference was that she's not going to conform to the mob, she's not going to bow to their will, and she's the lone man standing against the mob.
1: I, again, I can see the point that she's trying to make, but I think that she's using imagery. That's just a little bit stronger than the situation. Oh, it's very she's, hyper, it's she, very she's hyperbolic. Using,
0: Uh, extremely charged imagery. She's using right. imagery that it will get into our monkey brains because we know what happened back then. Right. And we've seen the results of it and we will immediately think negative thoughts. I think
1: my issue with it, because like I said, I don't find them to be overly offensive. It's not anything that I'm going to be like, you're a bad person because I do understand the point that she's trying to make. Yeah. But I think that she's overreaching from the position that she's in. I, I the disconnect between the comparison is where I'm like, okay, I see your point, but a little weak. It's not anything that I would want her to get fired over because I love the show that she was on. I think she made a great addition to it. I do think that some of the changes that they're trying to make now that people are pushing for are somewhat ridiculous. I think at the Um, end of the day,
0: what happened here is that, uh, Gina in somewhere in the back of her mind, and I'm, I'm assuming this, I don't know the woman. I'm just, kind of putting together the facts right. uh a lot of a lot of people on the right right now think that the left is basically forcing them into specific scenarios that they are not comfortable with and trying to enforce their will in the country and be extremely authoritarian so the rights currently on the defensive and their uh they, they fear that their privileges and rights will be taken away and uh, there are some correlations to Nazi Germany. On top of that, we had the left calling Trump literally a Nazi for four years. Literally Hitler, not Liter- just a Nazi. Yeah, right, right. They were calling him Hitler. Well, so uh, I think you put you put all that together, and her imagery kind of makes sense because now, now you now you've, you're already in the mentality of we're headed to Nazi Germany, and. I don't necessarily agree with that statement, but I understand where she was getting her imagery from. Well, if you, if
2: you look at it from the standpoint, she's also challenging a narrative um, where you have this consensus in kind of politics nowadays or even in some of the more woke um, college classrooms and the, the postmodern thinking that that they're, they're a little bit confused. They don't understand that fascism and Nazism are phenomena of the left. Politically, and they are always phenomena of the left, and they come out of fascist governments. Always come out of left-leaning governmental organiza- uh, countries, countries that are governed from the left. So, and the the prevailing wisdom in a lot of your college campuses and your political science classes is so confused and is so fraught with revisionist history that they have they have put it where and convinced people that fascism and nazism you know the, the 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 political ideology that would be nazism are phenomena of the
0: right and mm-hmm. they're not right okay. and i'll agree
1: with that because one of the things I, I disagree with
0: part of that statement
1: well so the the reason why i agree with most of what you just said is the fact that whenever i do talk to people about communism or socialism or anything like that they're like, oh well it just hasn't been done right yet Okay,
0: yeah. Well no, no so that that's a retarded what I'm, what I'm viewpoint. Looking, what sorry, I'm, guys. What
2: I'm saying is if you look at where fascism came from, when it came it didn't come directly from Mussolini. Mm-hmm. It came from a person who highly influenced Mussolini. And forgive me, the name escapes me. But fascism is a <laughs> is a brotherhood between the government and business. Mm-hmm. And it's a um, what is the name of it? I'll have to look it up. Hang on.
0: Okay, so what you got
1: quite a bit here.
0: Yeah, so what you're trying to say is that um fascism evolved essentially from the ideals of Karl Marx being taken and twisted. Is that what I'm getting out of this? No. Um Okay. It, I'm, trying, I'm trying to, to clear it. I don't think you have
1: to twist Karl Marx's ideas no. to get fascism. No. I, I'm not convinced that he had very many good ideas that would have led to much positivity. Uh, well,
0: I mean, reading his works just in and of themselves, I don't I don't think that they would be considered necessarily fascist. But uh, I, I understand how the National Socialist Party, which is what Nazis were, could evolve into a fascism-style uh, government to enforce those ideals.
1: Okay, so are you... See, Benito Mussolini. Am I defending Karl Marx? No. no. I'm just <laughs> just to be clear. <laughs> yeah, let's let's try not
2: to do no, that. No, there's and uh, forgive um, me when cuz we were going to do a podcast on this earlier a, a few weeks ago and I had a whole sheet of notes about it and I'm, yeah okay. i don't have that well, laptop we with just me
1: get too far into fascism and everything <laughs> yeah, i don't want to go d- i don't want to go down a that long road, da- deep, yeah. dark road. <laughs> since we're talking about cancel culture in and of itself I, I do think that we're accurate in saying that primarily the cancel culture that people want to discuss is when celebrities get canceled that's right. usually what people are focused on well they they, th- it it they also throw the
0: something peter just mentioned earlier uh that i disagree with a portion of in okay. revisionist history okay mm-hmm. exactly So revisionist history, if you're changing history for the sake of dressing it up and making it look better, I have a serious problem with you. I agree. Now, if you're changing the history in and of itself to reflect facts, I'm okay. We're
1: good. Yes, but I don't think anybody is trash-talking revisionist history... For actually adding facts unless they disagree with the facts
0: there you go that's the problem is that we mm. we we brought we've brought in so many facts and so much fake news and false information false narratives and, and right. charged discussions that now people don't know what's real anymore they are just uh, looking at the box with talking heads on it and just accepting what's being force-fed them Well, the, uh, the problem kind of the,
1: like the conversation that we had last weekend that'll never see the light of day <laughs> there there was a but, lot in there
0: where we were like hmm? i mean everybody's been drawing correlations to 1984 and there's a reason for that orwell well, wasn't in 1980,
2: 1984 was supposed to be fiction not a documentary exactly
0: yeah exactly yeah. okay i, I sorry so I, I, I had to get get my little soapbox out <laughs> or something. i'll put it back over here you know kind of in the table
1: yeah well okay so the the point that i was getting to about why i saw this as a good thing because it is still a bad thing i disagree with the way that you know the mob mentality went out like went after her I do agree that the job that she's in now probably isn't as financially secure as the one that she is. Despite her family's money, she's probably looking at it from an individualist I'm outcome. Still
0: not a, I'm, 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 I, I think the jury's kind of out. I don't know what her pay, pay is made. And that's one of the few social taboos we have left is knowing what everybody makes. Right. I, I, I don't know. Daily Wire has got some resources. They, they may do. be able to pay her in the ballpark. Now, can they compete with Disney? Oh, hell no. Right. I don't think it's as small as you might think. I, and
1: I, I honestly, I don't care. Like, because the point that I got out of it was that she was able to secure a new career within 24 hours. All right. The, the reason why I'm, I got excited about this and why I do think it has a level of positivity to it is because the right, the, the conservatives, whether I disagree with them or not, because most of the time I don't agree with them, they're fighting back against this. They're, they're showing that this mob mentality isn't going to work, that you can't make everybody go away because now we're here to pick them up and give them a platform again. Right. And I think that that's necessary because one of the things that we talked about when we were talking about parlor getting shut down mm-hmm. was well, you had conservatives who were completely dependent on companies who were typically owned by left leaning uh, CEOs and you know CFOs and everything else. What the fuck did you think was going to happen when you kept getting political on their platforms? You're like, as, as a nation, we're pretty well. Much it wasn't to, just political know, was, in Parler's no, case,
0: Parler's case had a lot of hate speech and well, violent and, and stuff and going on. They couldn't that. police themselves, and that was the biggest problem they had.
1: I understand that, but that's not what a lot of conservatives were getting upset about. No, they no, just no, felt they, like the left was trying to shut them yeah, down. Yeah, they, they
0: saw the door getting shut, and, and then they had no platform. The well, problem the, the that thing we is, had is, was
1: as a nation, we were pretty much completely dependent on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Right. For, for most businesses, when you start a small business, the best way for you to grow is to get a Facebook, get an Instagram, and get a Twitter.
0: You left out the black right. hole of the internet.
1: Reddit. Uh <laughs> I have fewer problems with Reddit because Reddit has does a really good job of keeping pretty much everybody involved. Oh no, I'm I just I, I, mean,
0: I just meant platforms you should get on if you're starting uh, to I this. L- yeah. I love Reddit. Yeah. So <laughs> it is definitely a black hole, but it's a positive one. Yeah, it really right. is. It's great. And maybe it's a white here. Here. in some know, corners that's the wrong it's a way positive way put one. That yeah. Uh, so so in in to talk about space for just a second because we did an episode what the on, fuck? on space theory. There, there's a theory- I'll finish this point. Eventually.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, you, well, if you notice, there, I'm staying out of it. I'm letting you guys kind of finish. There, there is
0: a theory, uh, that since we have black holes that are sucking in matter and, and, and time and light and everything into them, there has, there some, somewhere there has to be a white hole that spews all that back into the universe because of the law of conservation. So would Reddit be a white hole at that point?
1: Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say no because I disagree <laughs> with the principle of the theory. I disagree with it because too. black just... holes aren't eliminating mass and light and energy. They're just collecting it. it. Yeah, they're cr- cr- compressing yeah, it, it and collecting it's it. It's yeah. still there.
0: I mean, <laughs> well, no, this was a theory that came out in the 90s, and I just thought it was hilarious that we have a white hole that's just spewing. <laughs>
1: That's part of the problem with this nation is we've had too many white holes just spewing. Now that I'll, I'll agree <laughs> with. <laughs>
0: all right, finish your point, man. I'm sorry to do I don't here. even remember the
1: fuck I was at. That's all right. No, okay, so as a country, we were, we've become dependent <laughs> on those three platforms, right? And then suddenly those three platforms start basically canceling people. They were yes. shutting people down. Yes, Everyone got mad that they kicked Trump off. Do I think they should have? Maybe not permanently, but I do think that he should have had a temporary, hey man, shut the fuck up for five minutes. You're making this worse. But I thought that about his entire presidency. If Trump had
2: seriously wanted to do something about censorship on social media, he should have used another platform other than Twitter. Well, and it would I'm have immediately at. forced the media to move to that platform. And it would that's have taken getting at. three quarters of the population of this country yes. onto that platform and would have immediately put Twitter in a downward
0: spiral and i would think probably i I don't think he would have threatened twitter in any i I don't think he would have gotten
1: rid of it but my point was that we needed more diversity as far as the platforms that people are using and yes it would ideally it would be perfect if we just had one platform that everyone could get on and that we could all get along so it's not going to at that point
0: you're talking about an impartial utility which none of these platforms are
1: yeah i would like a competitive market if we're going to start shutting people down And I don't agree with, that's the thing I don't agree with these political stances That some people are taking Well, I do think that they should have a place Where they can say them out loud Because the people that I disagree with the most Are the ones that I want to hear from I've been very vocal about
2: that But people on the right did try to start a new platform They tried to start Parler
1: And
0: they got shut down
1: Right, and I'm, I disagree with them getting shut okay. down. I do think I, they should have been able to control their platform a little bit better. I
0: would say a fair compromise would it should have been uh, enacted. So, in the in the case of Parler, God damn it, Peter, that's loud.
1: Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, I am safely on this side of the table. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll have to edit that bit. <laughs> We're both white. We both have awesome beards. We will not unite. <laughs> I'm not so, in this.
0: In the case of Parler. Yes. Okay, so there should have been a fair compromise. I think that would have been an uh, equitable s- scenario. So in th- what I mean by fair compromise, all right, we have a lot of hate speech. We have all these posts and stuff that we can't regulate. We're having serious issues ensuring that our platform is not violating the uh, usage rights agreement, for, and in this case, from Amazon, AWS. Right. So, okay, cool. You guys are suspended for a bit because we understand the, the political ramifications and the charged environment you're currently operating in. Yes. Get your shit cleaned up. Show us so that you can have some algorithms that will come by and evaluate uh, content so when you were not posting... I mean, there was some, some stuff where guys were shot in the head, you know, all this kind of, you know, gore mentality stuff. Yeah. You know, it's totally became, against the uses. It kind
1: of became 4chan there for a moment. Yeah,
0: it did. It, it really did. And so it, it, as long as they could have gotten to a point that, you know, okay, we can prove that we're able to police everything, that would have been all right. Instead, we had a, uh, hey, man, you need to clean your stuff up. Okay, never mind. Goodbye. Yeah. And that that was entirely politically driven. And I disagree with it. I do
1: too. And as much as I don't like echo chambers, because I'm very big about... Oh, and they have a legal case too. echo chambers. Yes, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, because
0: they didn't get the 30-day window. Anyway, echo chambers.
1: Amazon, yeah. Amazon will lose that that lawsuit. Yeah, they will. Um, and, and, okay, so I don't like echo chambers. I think people get lost in them, and it deludes their ability to think intelligently. Um, And I, I realize that what I'm saying would be a big proponent to creating more echo chambers. I also think that it would eventually lead to people... Act Actually, opening up lines of communication, because once you create a competitive market, then you've got people fighting for the people to be involved in said market. Yeah, but they so, try,
2: they tried to compete on the competitive market, and the rug got pulled out
1: from under them. Well, because they didn't do it very well. That's that's what I, we were just talking well, about. Well, no,
0: sir. What we're parlor messed up is that they jumped in feet first and decided to d- develop a platform and then put guardrails in later.
1: Well, and they, they also knew allowed they allowed themselves to instantly become Trump land, and they should have seen that as a negative thing. Oh
0: no, that was a positive thing for them because that that well, it grew got their them business. users and everything, Exactly, but they should have had the guardrails in first because they yes. they should have known what was going to happen with their marketing. Yeah, but here's
2: the thing. So let's use an analogy here. I mean, so do are we saying that everybody in the world needs to ride around in life with a set of training wheels, or can we expect everybody to just be
1: adults? It would be awesome if we could expect everyone to be adults. I don't think that socially, I don't think we've gotten there yet because we we have too much of a political divide in our country right now for people to actually
2: achieve cause, that. Because my opinion is this, is that you either believe in free speech or you don't. I agree. With free speech, there is no gray area.
1: I agree. The left, the honestly, the left who wants to protect people should understand that free speech is one of the most powerful tools that they have. And yet, they're constantly trying to shut down free speech. And, and it's the, a hypocrisy the, the, that they have not yet addressed. The way that
2: you fight bad ideas is not by silencing them. No, it's you, by putting forth good ideas. Right. And letting the ideas compete yes. in the psyche of the country.
1: Yes. So you can understand why yeah. I got excited that, well, the, that the right is finally stepping up and trying to compete yeah. with that mob. Yeah. It, it might be mob versus mob right now, but maybe that's what we need. We need a little bit more attention. So that we can get to the other side and find some happiness. Matt,
0: you've said some things uh, in the past that I actually agree with you on. Uh, oh, we're, shit. Where. I feel like I'm in danger. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> 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 the way you started that was a little ominous. <laughs> uh, you, you were talking about how uh, whenever we have bad actors and they're squawking really loudly, we can identify them easily and know who they are. Yes, I, I, I want would the argue. People I
1: disagree with to be very vocal.
0: Well, not just that you disagree with it.
2: Are leg- uh, legit evil. Uh, yes. I want the legit dangerous people to squawk the loudest.
0: Exactly. So everybody exactly. knows who they are. So, right? so if th- it takes- so if, if if that's a thing, mm-hmm. because we we all know it is sitting around the table, We all know it is because we we've seen it in the world. Yes. Then, cancel culture is effectively making the world more dangerous than it would have otherwise been if we'd have just been letting these guys yell and go. Okay, there they are. Because it pushes those communication channels underground. Yes. Exactly. It, I agree with that.
2: Which is why they're going to go They're going to the-
0: communicate a long tour. They're going to use encrypted text messaging. Right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna, they're gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I, I use that too. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I was like, that's the sound am like John. Yeah. Uh, but no, hold no, on. FBI? <laughs> 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 but the point is is they're going to be using a lot of back channels. And, yes. and and in the information age, we have a plethora of them to be hell, you could they could be using carrier pigeons and we we still wouldn't know it because they're not squawking. We want right. to know when these guys are talking well, about the what same. they're talking it's, about. Right. I, I
1: disagree with cancel culture. I think it's fucking stupid. But why I got excited in Gina's case was that someone Ben Shapiro and Daily Wire immediately reached out and said, hey, we think what happened to you was stupid. Here's a platform where you can still have a voice. Yes, That's why I think it was a positive thing. Do the you, right do is you standing actually, up and saying you cannot completely eradicate the public platform for these people to speak. Do you actually I think approve that's of, a good thing.
0: Ben Shapiro then? Is that what I'm hearing? I...
1: okay so there's a lot that i disagree with ben shapiro on but there's a lot about ben shapiro that i respect first off he's not afraid to put his opinions out there knowing that people are going to hate and despise him for that that takes a lot of guts and a lot of courage and fucking hands-on to you man that's badass i like it i like him
2: because he doesn't backpedal and equivocate
1: uh he's done some backpedaling before anybody, anybody who puts their opinions out there will do that because that's what you should do when you find out that you're wrong well you uh peddling's
2: not always you a make a thing. you make a statement you form an opinion based upon the information you have at hand at that time and yes. if in the future new information comes along and proves you wrong you go out and you make a statement and you say right
1: uh-oh what are you pointing to i realized i needed to turn my mic up because i felt like i was yelling just to no. you know hear myself you uh you
2: you 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 realized
1: that you were
2: wrong and you correct yourself. Mm-hmm. You, co- co- you don't have to correct the record. You just correct
1: yourself, and you say, "Hey, new information has come along, and my opinion has changed." Mm-hmm. Everybody's entitled to that. I agree. The number one thing that I respect about Ben Shapiro the because re- for one, I I listen to him a lot because he's one of the loudest voices for the conservative party.
0: Well, he, he's nah, also one of the more annoying voices for the conservative, conservative party. I, I, I like the guy, and I like his platform. I like a lot of his like like, like a lot of very statements, annoying. but. Oh man, his delivery. There <laughs> the are number... some.
2: There are some voices on the right that are coming up that are that are right now a lot louder than he
1: is. Well, that's why I said he's one of the loudest. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, the data I don't Wire think platform in is general is is, yeah. is right. probably
0: the loudest one. Can... Uh the,
1: the oh, number one oh. reason why I actually do appreciate Ben Shapiro is because he he was on a podcast and he was asked about his uh, his reasons for talking out against uh, the trans movement and everything. Um, Or even just, you know, the LGBTQ community in general. And he he said, well, I always try and rely on what scientific fact, not my religious beliefs. Because he has religious beliefs that would hold him to move against, you know, those communities. He's a a devout Jew. Um, He he wears the yarmulke on camera all the time. He was asked for his religious beliefs and why they would prevent him. And he said, I'd rather not talk about it. He's like, because if you're a non believer and I'm a believer, we're not going to change each other's minds. So, what we can talk about is science where we can both find, you know, facts that we can work with, right? And then we can talk about the validity of those facts and we can find out who's right and who's wrong. Well, that's why I appreciate Ben Shapiro. I I like his statement of facts don't care about your feelings. That is pretty funny. I I, I I do like that. that. And
2: here's one that I was going to say earlier here's one thing that about the cancel culture and the mob mentality of the left and the growing mob mentality on the right and all of this strife that we're coming into is this principle that or this theory that people have come up with in the last few years and it can be completely drawn back to kind of the post-modernist movement is that not everybody's facts are the same i agree when you're talking about um a specific topic Mm -hmm. and we have to whenever we engage in a conversation we have to define what's true, yes. or we have to define what is a fact and what isn't a fact. And I'm, I'm, you're, not, you're I'm, not
0: defining facts. Facts are, are well, you're, facts you're, set, you're defining, you're set stone, but you're establishing the environment I mean, that you're going to have your conversation. No, but in. you're not understanding what I'm saying. Is that
2: whenever you can get engaged in a in a very long form conversation with somebody who is very, you know diametrically opposed to your opinion and your or your political stance or your stance on a religion or whatever what insert topic here Mm -hmm. that you have to end up defining your facts because people that are ingrained in this kind of postmodern mindset that you know facts are what my perspective is right they're confused they're confusing perspectives
1: and opinions with facts. So your there, opinions are not facts. The the easy way to explain this is you're confusing the map for the place. Exactly. Right. You you can have three map makers go out and draw a map of the same place, and yeah. you're going to get three different maps. Exactly. But the place mm-hmm. looks the same no matter what. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's why I was saying, facts almost in and of themselves don't matter because a fact is something; it's just a statement that you can prove. It's the proof that matters. Yes. Well,
2: I'm, I'm you, just saying you have saying, to
1: provide the substance and the validity for the fact.
2: Until we all, until we all
1: start playing the same game with the same deck of cards, we're never going to get along.
0: Well, we're never getting closer happen.
1: though because, like you talk about the rising mob mentality on the right. Like I said, I'm excited for this because the right's starting to play the left's game. And the more that we can point out to everybody, hey, y'all are playing the exact same fucking game. Maybe you should have a little bit of self-reflection in- instead of just continuing down the path that you're on. I know I, that it's I don't more turmoil. not think It, will think it might. Happen. No, I, I'm optimistic, though. I, he, I've said this before. Just because it seems impossible that it's going to be difficult, I'm not going to give up on it. Well, okay. So, so I'm I, still gonna, I don't disagree that we, I'm gonna we should. I'm going to keep putting the idea out
0: there. Have the idea, and we that should be the ideal that we should be driving toward. I agree with that, right, but John? I,
2: because I don't have a mother in law,
0: yeah. Uh, so the biggest problem that we actually are going to run into with trying to get both major <laughs> sides to play on the same. <laughs> deck of cards oh I'm my sorry. god i'm gonna start this point over you can edit yes this
1: out. yeah j- no i'm not i'm just gonna leave it <laughs> oh
0: lord <laughs> mostly because that laugh is adorable <laughs> uh so anyways the uh the problem is is that the if you get everybody playing on the on the same with the same deck of cards mm-hmm. in the same game that does not help the status quo it does not keep people in power it is not in the interest of people in power for us to start playing with the same deck of cards and actually having conversations if we
2: oh okay sorry go ahead
0: it is in their interest to keep us separated, fighting, and confused.
2: Yeah, but that's, you just hit on a topic that I, or a point that I'm very, very passionate about is until the body politic stops caring about the people in power and starts realizing that we are the power, the people in power are going to continue to abuse Absolutely.
0: us. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. That's I,
1: roughly what I was about to say. Is my, my
0: point is that I don't think the body politic will actually get into that mentality. It's, I, I it, think it we're would, already getting there.
1: Here's, Here's the thing. People are already realizing that if they can unify their voices, they can have an effect. That's what started cancel culture in this country in the first place. That's true. Right now, if we could just get them to realize that, Hey, instead of caring about all this bullshit that you could use that power in a much more effective, a much more substantial way, that's the goal that we should be pushing for. Right? Because in our current model, yeah, you're absolutely right. But that's only because we have shitty leadership. If we had good leadership, then I would, they I would, would care about having everyone playing. I would argue that, that we can't this.
0: have good leadership. Why? Okay, so hear me out. This is this is a theory.
1: That, that, that's an interesting position to try and okay, no, I okay. like,
0: Sphincter says no, what? No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> let's give him <them> a chance. <laughs> All right. So check this out. Okay. In this country, it is impossible for you to get elected unless you're somewhat sensational, right? You have to be able to. Currently, yes. Yes, currently. Yes, currently. I'm, I'm talking about we cannot have we cannot have good leadership under our current system and environment.
1: Okay, that that seems more logical.
0: Okay, maybe I'll clarify my statement next yes. time. Yes, there are some good leaders out there. There are good leaders. I'm not I'm not arguing that there aren't. But there's far one of them. <laughs> Ted. I had to Ted Bundy. I think, Cruz let, is let not me, one of let them. Let me
1: say this with forcefully as possible. <laughs> Fuck Ted Cruz. He's not my type. I do not. I mean, he him. tried with the beard. He got a little closer, but he's oh, just—he's got, got the
0: whole—he's got the whole big Papa Bear thing. Going he's trying to. He's mm. trying too hard.
1: No, no, no. these bears,
2: rarr. Mm. We're 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 fun. Him. This is a whole. Meow. This is a whole lot of sexy sitting right over here. Oh, Lord.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, come get your man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I got him. <laughs> so I got my. Anyway, pay yeah, under, he's the, cur- stay under the here current, with uh, me now. Oh under the current environment that we, that we actually have, it's impossible for us to get good leaders because to be sensational, by by definition, you have to be a narcissist and, and something of an asshole to be able to get elected. To be that sensational would be controversial enough to get, get the news cycle talking about you, to get people talking about you around a water cooler. For example, good leader. I actually approve of her. She's a Democrat. Surprise. Tulsi Gabbard. I was getting ready yeah. to say her name. She is not sensational. She's not the the right level of conflict to get everybody's attention to be like, oh, look at this person. You know, I, as uh, as libert, as libertarian
2: <laughs> as libertarian and right wing as I am, I would honestly, and me and John have had several conversations about it. I would have voted for her. Yes, not I the, would have. I would have worked on her campaign and helped her get elected. Yeah, you're not the first ones that I've heard say this. I, I honest to God, I really like that woman yeah and she is She's amazing she is as left as you can be mm-hmm. but yeah. she is willing to sit and have a conversation with somebody she is willing to admit when she is incorrect in her position and change her position mm-hmm. and she is willing to compromise and she is calm
0: yeah, yeah. so she has. she actually does something that we try to do on the show occasionally and sometimes we get there we, she has she has dialectical conversations. She actually attack, attacks things from all different angles to try mm. and figure out what the actual solution should be, and I I, I approve of that. That's
1: what got me to this you know positive viewpoint of cancel culture in the first place because I heard about it and I was like, what the fuck, another one? And so I looked into the tweets, and then I started seeing what was happening with the Daily Wire, and I was like, you know, it's actually not that bad of a thing. Um, but it, as it, as far in as this your line, point of saying line. that we can't have good sensational leaders right now, I think that we could. We just don't.
0: No, we don't, because the way that the way campaigning is working right now, the way campaign finance is set it's a up. It's publicity. It's all publicity, mm-hmm. and it's all about who's the in crowd, who you know. Are you already in the in crowd, in the halls of power, and can you uh, benefit them in some way? It's, to all, down, it's
2: all down to that 10-word statement and the 30-second soundbite. Yeah, if exactly. You, if you can nail those two things then you can win whatever which highlights you another
0: another problem that we need to get into in another episode on and that is the attention span in america we have a 30 second attention span we we watch the soundbite digest it and like oh, okay if i agree with that i'm gonna vote for him most people don't know even... what
2: no, yeah see there you go there he
0: is that's it right M- there. Mo- most people i'm <laughs> getting animated now <laughs> uh,
2: most people don't read the article they just read the headline yeah, yeah.
0: And, and that's a huge problem which, but i do think which that... actually drives cancel culture because yes. it, that 30-second soundbite, it might only be 30 seconds of an entire speech of somebody explaining what they did and why they did it. It's like, But context. it's the one thing out of context that they can pin on them Put in the news cycle and get some viewers.
1: Well, that's part of the problem with Twitter is because you're limited with how you can try and get a point. Across. 144 characters. And so you try and make a valid point, but then you attach, you know, some Nazi Germany shit that's a little bit overreaching, and suddenly it blows up in your face.
0: Uh, okay. I mean, well, have you <laughs> ever seen that? Um... <laughs> the Nazi Germany thing was just a hair too far. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Like she, yeah.
1: she had a valid point of saying, "Hey, this is how I feel," and as, as any individual, you should be perfectly capable and allowed to say, "Hey, this is how I feel," All right? For my position in America right now, this is my perception. This is what I feel like I'm dealing with. This is how I feel. Everyone is allowed to say that. I feel constipated. It's when you try and put it in. (laughs) That's because for once you're not spewing your shit out. Uh... (laughs) (laughs)
2: Have you ever seen that Jeff Daniels uh, HBO show uh, Newsroom? Do you ever yes. watch that one? Yeah. That was it, fantastic.
1: I, I didn't watch all of it, but I, I watched plenty of 30-second clips. Uh. <laughs> no. I've probably seen all three seasons several times. Um, I, I do agree with the clip that went viral because you know, the when he's on stage and he talks about why America is yeah, the number one country. That was probably um, one of the
2: best monologues
1: of any political TV show I've ever seen. It was, it's also one of the most it, accurate.
2: It, it was great.
1: Yeah. Um, um, because as much as I do love living in the, you know, the United States, I have to acknowledge that we have a lot of severe fucking problems that are being ignored because we have that n- ridiculous, you know, aptitude of being like, we're number one. Yeah, we're great. Awesome. We're done. We're we're nowhere near fucking done. There's a lot of fucking work to be done in this country to actually make it to, to what I would consider to be a great place to
0: live. Well, the problem, problem you have is, and, and one of the biggest problems why civilizations fall throughout history is that um, they get to a point, they peek out, everybody's comfortable and they stop building the biggest no. bell,
2: the the number one bellwether for the decay of a society is the loss of manners mm. in personal interactions.
0: It now, would be nice to when see When you mean some manners, manners are you talking about, I'm talking about uh, uh, cultural mores, or are we talking about actual religious not, enforced no, manners? No, that's not what I'm talking
2: about. I'm okay. talking about... I just want to um, make sure
0: you clarify that. Manners, I think he's talking
2: about
1: true empathy.
2: Yes, no. I'm talking about manners and proper interactions on a personal level Mm -hmm. individually when you can treat somebody with respect and you can treat somebody appropriately and expect that they are going to treat you the same way you have a functioning society when that relationship between the citizenry breaks down you're losing it Well,
0: that that goes back to something that we're going to hit on in another episode as well, and that's. And
1: you'd love to talk about our future episodes. (laughs) I I do keep
0: people interested. Stay on this one. (laughs) All right, no, it's good. (laughs) Well, no, so so you have an assumption through appearance, mm -hmm. and and that drives Mm -hmm. into our um, situation where we're talking about walking up to somebody and being okay, you know, hey, how are you? Let me let me be respectful and talk to you. That doesn't always work because. For example, if I walk up to somebody in cowboy boots, blue jeans, a button-down shirt, and a cowboy hat, they're going to automatically assume that I'm a rabid Trump supporter.
2: And you also lose the, 25 uh, and, IQ points.
0: And if they're on the other side of that, it's acceptable right now to treat me as the enemy. And now, I'm not saying I'm I'm that guy. I'm just putting myself in that scenario to make it relatable.
2: It's like if I go to New York City and I open my mouth and talk and I, they hear my southern accent or my Texas yeah. accent, I automatically lose 25, 25 IQ points and I'm dismissed as a country rube. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, in, in that even though game, it's I, not entirely going to be able to get rid of because stereotypes no, are yeah. always going to exist. They're not. But my, even though, my point
0: is, is that that, that drives into having some manners. It drives yeah. into being able to converse civilly. So you have to suppress some of those assumptions. You'll have them in the back of your head. You can't get rid of them. Uh, you're human. Uh, yeah, you can.
2: I mean, I, I mean, I'm a, I've got a college degree. I'm a high level IT engineer. I'm a fairly intelligent individual. Uh-huh. And, for somebody to immediately make that assumption about me just because of my accent.
1: Yeah. Well, and so like, like I said, you can't get rid of it completely, but the only way that you can get rid of it at all is by having people interact with each other. I mean, even look at the way the the conversation,
2: look at the way I look, I was standing on the street corner of, of
1: what was it? Fifth
2: Avenue and East 34th street right there at the base of the, uh, empire state building, I think is the crossroad right there. Mm -hmm. And I had a cup of coffee in my hand. And I was had a backpack on my back, and I was wearing a hoodie and a orange and gray neoprene jacket and a uh, and a ball cap that had an American flag velcro patch on the front of it. And I had my cup of coffee there. I had the lid off of it because I don't like drinking through those those plastic right. lids that they have. And some guy walked up and stuck a dollar bill in my full brand new cup of coffee,
0: <laughs> thinking I was a homeless person. Wait. Peter, I don't know how to break this to you, but you got a beard that a bird could nest in. Hey. Hey. <laughs> you stay off the beards, man. <laughs> hey.
2: This is manliness growing out of my face. Ah, right. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, when, when you get to the point that, that you don't have manners and you, you can't have conversations, I, I honestly think that that naturally cancel culture follows. Well, it's there, a lack of empathy. Yeah, there's no uh, empathy there. no not empathy actually there. caring
1: about who's on the other side but of the But you're also not
0: trying to understand it. It's a lack of critical
2: right. critical thinking.
1: That as well. Like that. They have yeah.
2: lost the ability to critically think. Well, and yeah, that,
1: because they assume automatically that they're right and anybody that disagrees with them is wrong. No, and anybody, then they that, it's not
2: just that anybody that disagrees with them is wrong. Anybody that disagrees with them is a Nazi. Period. End of story. Anybody yeah, that disagrees I mean, with uh, their, it's thrown around. That, that, anybody, okay, it's not any, Nazis. There's, there's, there's like four there's any, Nazi, racist, or. Anybody uh, that bigot. disagrees yeah. with their political opinions is evil and should well, be that's what I was should be stamped at. out and is their ideas are not deserving right. of being interrogated in the public square.
1: And that's what I was getting at is that they're wrong and then they justify their behavior towards that person exactly. based on because that. Because they're they're
0: evil. Okay. How no. about how about we take a radical conclusion out of this? Uh-oh. How about we just not cancel people and we have conversations. That would be great. Well, and
1: that's that's what I'm hoping comes out of this is because if they can't immediately eradicate somebody and that they can find another platform to put their opinions. And when we on
0: say they, or at least I hope that's what Matt means when he says they, we're not talking about Republicans, Democrats, or anybody. It's just they anybody. in general. The they populace in general. Yes. of the world. Which is why point. I was
1: intentionally unspecific about which they and which platform. Just that but I think a group of people cannot eradicate any one individual off of a platform Without them being able to find another platform to
0: you know get to. Well, I don't I don't, that, that, I don't think that should I'm be legislated, at. but I think that we should be culturally uh, aware of it, aware of it to the point that we're like, okay, cool, all right, this guy has has a dissenting opinion. Let's we'll a talk.
2: I think we also need to get to a point where we need to understand that before we as Americans can say anything to anyone around the world, we need
1: to get our house in order. I would also agree with that. Yeah. We no, need I to, fully we need agree to, with that. But That's why I was saying I hate that, you know, we're number one. It's bullshit. It's bullshit.
0: Well, we broadcast around the world that we're the shining pinnacle of democracy constantly and that we have no problems and you guys should be exactly like us. We went in the Middle East, kicked a lot of butts, and tr- decided to install some democracies, which are arguably puppet democracies in order to get oil. But the point is, is that this is the image that we're trying to project into the world and then uh, give us a bad year and suddenly we're at each other's throats.
1: Uh, I think we were at each other's throats well, before I, the bad year we but.
0: literally are at each other's throats during the bad year yeah I mean we <laughs> fell apart
1: completely yeah. we, we hit a bump in the road and we're like ah fuck it
0: yeah the wheels fell off the cart hit the ground And
1: yeah it's like when you're in a bad mood and your shirt gets caught on the door handle and you just instantly lose your shit That's and the rest of happens. the world went whoa well, let's. Which is why I disagree with the image that we're projecting is because the internet is a thing and the rest of the world knows that we're not that but image. Let's like, look at
2: what the underlying cause of all of the discourse and all of the vitriol and all of the violence and everything is. What is manipulating us? Because I can't believe that the general body politic of the United States hates each other at this level. Uh, what is driving these people to this point
0: what is media lockdowns ignorance uh inability to Mm -hmm. actually research information the fact that you're currently in echo chambers being on lockdown uh, your friends are all generally of your own political ilk. You don't have conversations. There is no more discourse on the public square. Politics is all a game. And it's basically sponsored by a bunch of corporate asshats that uh, need patches on the suits of the politicians that they uh, support. Yeah, but look at some of the the, the moves
2: that some of these corporations are, are taking. Look at what Facebook just did last week. They banned all Australian media outlets from being able to share media in news stories yeah, that was because, on Facebook. Yeah, you know, And they you know banned the reason, all right? Australian citizens from being able to share news stories from Australian outlets on Facebook. So, all of the Australian news media just disappeared from Facebook overnight. Right, gone. What, what was the reason, Peter? Because... The Australian government passed a law and said that if Facebook is going to have their, their news stories from their media outlets circulating on Facebook, then they're going to have to share some of the ad revenue with those media outlets because it's their content that is driving the
0: ad revenue. Yep. So basically what happened there was that Facebook's monopoly was threatened, and so they took their ball and went home. Exactly. Yep. That's exactly what happened, and it was Facebook
2: flexing and saying, "Look, we are now more powerful than a national government."
1: Yeah, and that's one of the earlier when I was talking about how yeah. we as a nation have become that, dependent on these entities is a that problem.
2: Is yeah. evil. there
1: you go? That that's is one of the problems that I was trying to yeah, point out. That action by Facebook is the definition of evil.
2: And but, it is the and, definition of fascism.
0: I know I've beat on this before, but this this all goes back to, uh, my opinion, Section 230, where these guys have this carte blanche immunity that they're yeah. not publishers, even though they c- fucking are, if they're going to go in and edit content. And The
2: moment that you ban a single user for any reason whatsoever, I do not care what they have done. You mm-hmm. cease to be a platform,
0: and you become a publisher. At that point yeah, in I time. I agree. I agree. Okay, I disagree with that in, s- in some instances, but I will agree that the moment you go in and you ban specific content that is no, from... if you
2: delete a single post from a user off of your platform, you have now taken the action of becoming a publisher. Okay, now
0: that I'll agree with. I'm not yeah. talking about
2: just banning. Not something. just right. banning, but right. If, but banning is in effect deleting their posts off the platform. Yeah, because so like you're, it's you're getting rid of their... Yeah, yeah, but but if you if you delete a post, like the semantics I, are very important in the case of that particular law. If I come on to Facebook Agreed. and I make a post on my Facebook page that says "fuck Ted Cruz," and Facebook <laughs> deletes my post with a palm tree in the background yeah. and Cancun music, <laughs> if playing, they delete my post. They are no longer a platform. They have now become a publisher. Yeah, and they're censoring your opinion. and their Section two thirty immunity is gone.
1: I agree with that. I think it's bullshit. Unfortunately,
0: our legislature does not,
1: which is a problem. They're wrong. Yeah, the only way that we can change that is by convincing the large number of people in this country to unite their voices and actually try and agree on something. It's like it's like everybody's
0: all sing together.
1: Everybody's up in
2: arms about hate speech (laughs) and speech is violence and all of these nonsensical postmodern philosophy uh,
1: I'm a, I'm a disagree opinions. with you there. I don't think that it's nonsensical but
2: but here's the thing though. You either agree with free speech and support it or you don't. It's a it's a black and white issue. There is no gray area and when it comes to free speech the Supreme Court has already decided what the limits of free, free speech are if you are calling for violence or directing people to do something, like if I say, Hey, you go shoot John in the head Mm -hmm. and I post that online. That is, that is, I'm not going to do it. That is illegal. Right. All right. I cannot tell a person or a group of people to go commit violence. Mm -hmm. Okay. I cannot. And everybody always uses the, uh, the the proverb of or the, the old metaphor of you can't shout fire in a movie theater mm-hmm. you cannot say something or make a statement or 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 direct a group of people to do something that is going to imminently lead to physical harm of someone and until these platforms recognize that unless somebody has done one of those very narrow things you cannot delete them you cannot delete their post. You cannot censor their speech. If you want to counter what they have to say, you are free to post something. You are free to counter okay, their but ideas. So but the thing is, is that we already
0: have accepted that uh, these platforms have the right to police themselves. We've already accepted and established the precedent that they are self-policing. In, yeah, in, but in what I'm case. what I'm
2: saying is that when they take up the action of self-policing and deleting content and removing people's posts and things like that, they have. Forfeited their Section two hundred and thirty um, immunity. I agree with you. The government, editors.
0: the government does not. Yeah. So I, I understand that. He,
1: he, I, we we all agree that the government doesn't. That needs to change, and that once they start, you know, policing their content, they're a publisher, they're not a platform. The, the thing that I disagree with is that it's necessarily a black and white issue because there is gray areas there where if you're using these platforms, right? Because we all agree that they're platforms. If you're using these platforms to propagate ideas that do lead to violence, that's your gray area. You're not specifically saying, hey, go out and hurt these people, but you're, you're progressing ideologies that do lead to people going out and hurting these people.
2: Well, see, you're missing the one of the important factors of the U.S. legal system. Intent. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay,
0: so... So what he's talking about there is here. that it, the intent to incite violence. So for in, in this case, um, I go on social media and mm-hmm. I say, okay, guys, we all need to go down to the post office and get them right now because they're not delivering our newspapers on time.
1: Right, right. So I, I agree. That there is intent- an intent on, of violence on. behind that. I, I agree that is intent is important, but that's why we also have murder charges... And involuntary manslaughter charges. Yeah, and that's you my. You didn't intend to that, kill somebody. That's my
2: point. We don't need any more laws governing speech or governing the consequences of speech, because the laws that we already have cover it.
1: Okay, so, but you're saying that the free speech issue is black and white. It is. I'm pointing out a gray area, and I'm saying that that gray area is important
2: but we were talking about this earlier where if you know we have you're saying that if an idea is being espoused and the ultimate conclusion and the ultimate result when that idea is taken to fruition Mm -hmm. is something bad happens a violent act occurs Mm -hmm. okay that's not the original intent of somebody actually putting forth that idea um what you have to understand, though, is that when you silence those ideas, we were talking about this earlier, yes. when you silence those ideas and you remove them from the public square, they go underground and they fester. I, I agree. We were also saying that those kind of ideas that we deem as you know dangerous or something that shouldn't mm-hmm. be done, those are the people that we want shouting the loudest yes. so that we know who they are, we know where they're at, and we can identify them.
1: So I'm not talking about saying that we should make laws against this gray area. I'm not saying that we should get rid of this gray area i'm saying that the gray area is important that it does exist you're saying that I, I'm, you're I'm saying, not saying that that's the, the, the gray area makes
0: that makes the argument difficult
1: Th- that's it right there yeah I, i'm not saying that i'm not talking about the legality i'm not saying whether we should ban it whether we should promote it i'm just saying that on that one point that you made that it's black and white i disagree the gray area exists and it's important and it needs to be recognized and focused on because i think that's where the battle is won and what I'm meaning by black and white is I'm meaning that you you mean the law specifically. Law,
2: everything. We are a nation of laws. We we operate under the rule of law. And if I we agree. don't operate under the rule of law, then we don't have a country and we don't have a society. Agree. And if what I am saying or what John is saying or what you are saying mm-hmm. is not against the law, it's there should be no method by which anyone, a corporation, an individual, anyone. Can prevent us from shouting our idea from the rooftops. Okay, so but End at, of story. That,
0: at that point, you're saying that private platforms from are unable to police speech. Want,
2: they should not be policing speech. Okay, if they are American corporations and they operate in the United States, and the person that they are taking this action against is a United States citizen, they are violating your civil rights. End okay, of
0: story. I, I just wanted to clarify your argument. full
1: stop. Yeah, okay, but and, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not talking about the legality of the issue. I'm saying that. The law is black and white. You either break it or you don't. Exactly right. That's now, what I'm saying. Typically, that's up to the interpretation from the arguments of the lawyers and the judge. Right? They're they're going to try and find middle ground. I'm just I'm just there should explaining be no inter-
2: there should be no interpretation. The text of yes the, there the should text, be interpretation. The text of the First Amendment. That's how we
1: got our laws in the first place. The text
2: the, of the First Amendment is Congress shall make no laws abridging the right of free speech.
1: Period. And yeah and yet when something goes to the supreme court it's up to their interpretation of the law and that's something that we need to pay attention to that gets to a point that's of, why it matters who's sitting on the court that, that's why that, it matters who becomes a judge that's why it matters which lawyer you yeah,
2: hire yeah but that gets to the point where you argue interpretive justices or originalists and, and this is where this is where i go a little more right-wing i am a i'm a, a, I'm a textual originalist
1: okay but that's why these gray areas are important Okay, that's, that, that's the only point that I'm trying to make with this, right? We can argue the other aspects, but the point that I'm trying to make is it's, if you only look at it from black and white, you're missing the whole picture. It's
2: like from a tangent, like, all right, so the principle of prosecutorial discretion, mm-hmm. okay? I don't agree with that. If there is a law in a book and the person is violated, violated that law, they face the charge, period, end of story, full stop. If there is a penalty association associated with that legal violation – They face that penalty. There shouldn't be prosecutorial discretion.
1: Okay, so would you agree that if we figure out something within our Constitution or something within our laws isn't right, that we should be able to go back, argue for it, and change
2: it? No, I'm saying that it shouldn't happen in the judiciary. If you find something in the Constitution Mm -hmm. or something in a law that is on the books that is not right, doesn't fit our society anymore, and is not enforceable or shouldn't be enforced, then we go to Congress and we have Congress pass a law then have the Senate or we have the house of representatives pass a law. Then we Mm -hmm. have the Senate pass a law. Then they go into committee or what is that conference where they, they make them the same and Mm -hmm. then they, take a bill to the president, he signs it, and then the issue no longer exists. Say, right. that's, that's, not how, how that's how it not works. constitutional amendments work. Oh, no, I'm not okay. talking about a constitutional amendment. He's talking, he's
1: talking about a whole new piece of legislation. A whole new piece rat. of legislation. Okay. Okay. If you want to amend so, the
2: constitution, I understand that you have to have both houses pass it and then two thirds of the states pass it. I the know states have that. to ratify. I know okay. how that works.
1: So this is why I brought that up though. To recognize the issue in the first place, you have to find a new interpretation of the law. Right, there, someone has to recognize the gray area where this law no longer fits the society that we're living in they have to point out why this is an injustice and mm-hmm. then you can start that whole process but that's why the gray area is important
2: yes but that cannot happen in the courts
1: I'm not saying that it should I'm just trying to say that these gray areas are important and that they should be recognized and paid attention to. that's why, that's why the, the only point that I'm trying the, to make that's here.
2: why the, the, the role of the Supreme Court has been so perverted over the years and has changed so much that it is not what it was originally intended to be. Mm-hmm. The Supreme Court is not there to adjudicate laws and, and create precedent and write law from the bench. They are there simply for one thing and one thing only. They are there to say that the laws that Congress passes meet the textual requirements of the Constitution. Are they constitutional based on the document at hand not their interpretations not the public's interpretations not anybody's interpretation the black and white text on the paper Mm -hmm. if it does not meet that criteria then they are unconstitutional and should be sent back to congress
0: reworked and retried well okay so the judiciary when they write decisions uh based on uh, constitutional challenges Mm -hmm. it's all based on interpretation every last bit of it and I, I, I understand what it, you're arguing. It and be. should be. I'm just. I'm saying this is reality. This is what happened. And, and that's it what shouldn't I'm trying
1: be. to get at is because we go back to the map and the place, right? The Constitution. What's in black and white is the place because that's what's written. But then, uh, have you ever gotten a text from somebody and you're not quite sure what they mean by it?
2: Yes. I'm saying this that, that in given our given our system of government, the way that we worked, mm-hmm. if we're not quite sure what the Constitution says says then we need to make a constitutional amendment to clarify it. We don't have the judges sitting on the bench. Clarify it. No one individual in this country needs that much power. I agree. They are, they are an unelected official. The people did not put them there. Yes. Okay. And they are, it's like, all right, so Roe v. Wade. Okay, mm-hmm. and I don't want to go down the conversation of what that decision was <laughs> about. Yeah, I was going to say okay? that's going to open a but whole new let's, can of worms. But let's, <laughs> I was like, "Wow, we're going but, here. All no, right, but, let's do it." But let's—I'm let's fine look, with having that conversation, I, and I am too. And Dick and all, yeah. But let's look at it from this this standpoint: Ro, Roe v. Wade.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: People in this country act like Roe v. Wade settled that issue, and that it is settled law, and that it is legal, and everyone should have access to it based on that one court decision. There's never been a law passed at the federal level. There's never been a constitutional amendment that has made it 100% legal. Everybody is basing that opinion on the Roe v. Wade decision and that the court decision has set a precedent and made it legal. It didn't. Well, argue, just, it's arguably, just in, in court states decision. where
0: abortion is legal, they, they use that precedent in their uh, writing of specific legislation to legalize yeah, abortion. They, they
1: lo- they yeah, use that, that's that. the whole point of setting a precedent.
0: Well, that, that is the whole point of setting a precedent. What Peter's driving at is that it's not completely legalized at the federal level. I, so I, yeah, so, exactly. so I mean essentially what happened there is the court left the implementation and the decision making up to the states, which is the right freaking answer. It's the way they should have done it. And from what I'm saying right now is that Roe v. Wade should
2: never have happened that Supreme court decision should never have happened. That Roe v. Wade is actually in and of itself a violation of state rights is be because eh. it's the federal government assuming that they have the right to put their foot down and say yes, this is something the state should decide. No, it's something that the state shouldn't decide. Well, it should have been in, left in with the states. In that particular case,
0: the, the the parties, the injured parties in general, were using the Supreme Court as the court of last resort, which is what it's intended for, in order to make a uh, end all be all judicial statement on the subject and. I'm kind of on the fence on your statement that it shouldn't have gone that far. I don't I think that the state should have been a little bit more understanding in that particular instance, but by the same token, the Supreme Court was fulfilling their role to step in and say, Okay, you know, it's with any it's with so, any
2: it's not just it doesn't just apply to Roe v. Wade.
0: It applies to Second Amendment decisions, it applies to um
2: free speech decisions, it applies to things like Citizens United. So in, it, the, in this it, case, it applies to, do you it think applies that we to should, any of those.
0: Do you think we should go take cancel culture to the Supreme Court since we're talking about it?
2: Uh, you would it would depend on what aspect of cancel culture you're taking to the Supreme Court because you can't just take the nebulous thing of cancel culture to the printing court sure i can you,
0: you frivolous lawsuit let's go
2: you you have to well they'd never accept it because <laughs> no, you, no they wouldn't know would you're like no you're, gonna, you're you have, in the door you have to be able to approve an aggrieved status you have to be able to prove injury in some way well, shape, you could, form, or you fashion. could probably form a class yeah. for a class action lawsuit you probably could but the class act, it would have to start at a lower court and work its way up yeah that's true but once
0: again uh, Ed, the, using the judiciary as a remedy for cancel culture and it, by your argument that's not the way that that's not goes. the way that I would
2: do it okay. I would have I would have it start at the state level at the state like what Ron DeSantis is doing in Florida mm-hmm. with the laws making it illegal per Florida law for the social media platforms to um, to ban people from their platforms yeah, that, and then that, they're that's because they have like Florida man running around yeah, they're they're facing you know if if those laws go through and they get put on the books then social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter would be facing $100,000 a day fines for every day that they have somebody banned off their platform. And the laws that he's proposing right now, they only apply to political candidates. They don't apply to the general public because they've had, they have a, we have a problem here where political candidates who are running for office, whether they be state level or they would be national level are having their ability to campaign removed
0: Mm -hmm. in the public squares that we use for our discourse. Now that's, that's the point. Well, okay. So in that case you could use the judiciary to establish precedent that the social media platforms are in fact the modern public square
2: yeah but it it, it goes to actually campaign finance law because if you are a, a ceo or a an employee in a decision making position at a company for let's say facebook if mark zuckerberg at facebook he is a without a doubt a left-leaning individual mm-hmm. and we can pretty much assume what party he's going to vote for just based on his behavior, I hate to assume the thoughts and opinions that are in people's heads without it's them actually opening up. I don't just, know. It's a man. Safe Look, bet.
0: Looking at him, he, he might have some kind of robotic co processor already installed. Evil lizard guy. Yeah. But he, uh, <laughs> but uh, let's say
2: we, we take an example of you know a presidential campaign where he bans the Republican candidate from Facebook, and he, mm-hmm. the Republican candidate's campaign is no longer allowed to advertise or post or even have an account on Facebook. He has made an in kind contribution to the Democrat campaign of let's say untold billions of dollars worth of ad space on Facebook. So So he's violated FEC regulation as far as campaign finance law. Why can't we why can't we go down that road? We already have a law on the board. You could
0: in fact make that case in the judiciary yeah. because yeah. they would be then be interpreting that yeah. law and but in we already
2: way. have I'm not saying we this is why I'm saying we don't need any new laws in fact we need to get rid of some of the laws that we have we already have laws on the books that cover this stuff it's we just have to have the foresight to apply them properly mm-hmm. and we have to have regulatory agencies that are willing to uphold go it. A- uphold it and go after both sides. I I agree with that. Our regulatory agencies have been politicized to the point where they're ineffectual. Yeah. The one thing I would
1: go back to just just real quick, because I feel like it's something that I do need to say, is I'll take it off of Roe v. Wade and just put it on a broad spectrum of there are some things that I don't think should be left individually to the states. Uh, Simply because we are supposed to be living in a union where we're all under, like, we're united under the country. We are a
0: republic of states. The states do have rights.
1: The states (laughs) do have rights, but here's the thing if how does how does there are certain levels of division that i think that we need to try and get ahead of and try and where do you so here's the thing the federal government i'm not saying that there shouldn't be a line and i'm not saying i know exactly where the line is but the conversation still needs to be had if you leave every single decision up to the state right you're going to have people that are now stranded in those states that are completely left without access to the things that they need
2: then put your shit in a box, pack it in a car, and leave, and move to another state.
1: And in a perfect world where everybody has access to the funds to do that, that would be awesome. But we don't live in that world. We don't. But so I, the federal the government has three, no, the con- sorry, <laughs> I, has three functions that
2: are listed in the constitution. I'm sorry, has three functions.
1: I opened a can of worms. I think we might have to cover this one on the next. Yeah, episode, I was going to save the four hour, minutes. They have three, three
2: functions: run a post office, provide for a common defense, and regulate interstate commerce. Those are the only three functions that they should be performing.
0: Well, it, no, Period. no, that's not the only function that's listed. They are also and listed. treat with other nations, To Pr- promote the general welfare. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: It, it's almost like having I, access but to that certain is medical such a, care you know what? It's such a broad statement.
2: If, t- if I had a time machine, I would go back and tell them, can you please clarify that just a little bit? <laughs> please? It's almost like it was written
0: in black and white because that, that is, is this too, huge gray area. Is that too needed to be freaking addressed. broad. I think I think it was left broad. We need a constitutional uh, amendment
2: to clarify
1: that. It was left broad because they didn't know everything that was going to happen. Our system was room. set up give with the possibility room. of change. Exactly. I, we're finding changes that need to be made. We left some things open to interpretation so that we could have the discussions and the arguments to figure out what and the my proper point, interpretation and, should be and, so we could set a precedent to say, hey, this is the goal that we should be well, achieving. Well, America,
0: Americans are contentious assholes anyway. Who's to say that the Founding Fathers didn't leave it gray just so we'd have something to fight about? But my that, point, that
1: might be possible. <laughs> I'm just saying that those gray areas are important. But my
2: point is there is specific avenues that we have detailed out in our founding documents for addressing those gray areas and making the changes and making the clarifi- clarifications. I'm
1: agreeing with you that, yeah. that that it's important to recognize the gray areas and then we have a process in which we can address them. Yep. But to only look that's why I was just saying that to look at it from black and white perspective is dangerous because you are leaving the entire picture out. You're only looking because anything anything whatsoever that an individual perceives and interacts with is completely governed by their interpretation and perspective of it. The only way that we function as a society is we talk to each other and we try and get our external maps to match our internal maps with each other as much as possible. I mean, it's like with the whole, so interpretation in gray areas to try and, to try
0: and bring this into a Something of a conclusion statement. That's what I was trying to do with that. We can say that, um, and with regards to cancel culture and with regard to our current problems with our judiciary and our disagreements as a union, the answer, as always, is that we need to, instead of arbitrarily punishing, sit down and have a conversation, talk through the matter first. Absolutely. Then we should not punish somebody for their opinions and viewpoints because they have freedom of speech. They have the right to say what they would like. Yes. Now, if that what they're saying reflects poorly on the platform they're currently working for, yes, the platform has the right to protect itself. I'm not yes. arguing that they do not. But what I am arguing is that as a culture that in and of itself argues to be understanding, we should have enough understanding to know, look, see, and talk with each other and understand each other's opinions yes. without. Yes. Vitriol.
2: It's like uh, my closing statement on that'll be you know, twenty four years ago, I
0: stood in a room,
2: in front of our flag, and I raised my right hand, and I swore an
0: oath. Hey, look, guys, here's another veteran from Matt's <laughs> cadre.
2: <laughs> I, I swore an oath, to, to uphold and defend the Constitution, right, against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I stand here, willing to fight and die for your right to hold an idea and to espouse that idea and to vocalize that idea in any way, shape, form, or you see fit. Mm -hmm. It may make my blood boil. I may hate everything about it. And I may fight you tooth Mm -hmm. and nail to make sure your idea idea does not metastasize in, Mm -hmm. in my country. But I will defend to the death your right to do it. Exactly.
1: There's actually a quote that goes away with that. Um, yeah, it, yes. it goes along lines of it's Voltaire. Voltaire. Yeah. I yeah. disagree with what you say, but I will defend to the death your right to say it. Yeah. Uh, see, I actually missed yearbook day where they were setting up your senior picture and quote, and the, the teacher that was organized it all, he just threw that on there because he thought it would fit me. And <laughs> so I read that and I was like, Man, not bad. As, as, yes, I was going to say, that. that's pretty fair, actually. Yeah. I, I was like, you pretty much fucking nailed that one. Oh. Uh, yeah. Because, like, even with the disagreements that we've had and everything, I love these conversations because it gets. It's important to have the
0: freaking conversation.
1: Yes, it is. You have to have the conversations. You have to have the empathy to not only be able to try and understand the person that you're disagreeing with, but to have the understanding and the knowledge that I I could be fucking wrong. I don't think there's enough people in this world that are willing to admit I could be wrong.
2: Just because we disagree does not mean we can't be friends.
0: And that's why cancel yeah. culture is is terrible there, and that's why the conversation always needs to be had. There are some things that I do understand why people say that because of
1: political stances they can't be friends with people, but that's that doesn't mean that you have to stop having the conversation. You, the thing is is you don't have to be friends with people you disagree with, right? But you 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 can be civil to them. And that's part of the problem is that we've lost this massive level of civility in our country.
2: I think an inability to be civil with somebody you disagree with is a very sophomore, childish mentality.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to borrow this one from the Brits and say just stop being dicks.
0: (laughs) I'll uh, I'll go Australian. (laughs) Stop being cunts.
1: (laughs) Uh, well, there's don't, actually uh, don't a, cock it up. There, there's a beautiful show. <laughs> You're Muppet. There's a beautiful show over there called The Last Leg, and they're really big about calling people out on being dicks, and they just yeah. stop being dicks. Yeah. Just it's, it's really easy not to be a dick. They kind
0: of they kind of they kind of interpose dick and cunt a lot in their in their cultural yeah. speech. And yeah. it's kind of funny. It's I, hilarious. I
1: love the word cunt. I, yeah. I I've I've been. Physically assaulted for it for plenty of times, but I just love the word. I can't help it. My wife hates that word. Oh Oh, wow! (laughs) Luckily, mine doesn't mind it so much.
0: (laughs) Well, I think I think it depends on where you're from geographically, too.
1: Yeah.